What's happening in Canada? That's the question we're going to answer with our friend Sam Kachu, Sam of the North, as he's known as our Extreme Ag affiliate, coming up next. Welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curb. More than just a podcast, it's the place for insights and information you can apply immediately to your farming operation for increased success. This episode of Cutting the Curve is brought to you by Ag Explorer with innovative products that improve fertilizer efficiency, protect yield potential, and reduce stress. Ag Explorer helps growers maximize field potential. Find out how Ag Explorer can help you get more out of your crop at agexplorer.com. And now, here's your host, Damian Mason. Hey there, welcome to another fantastic episode of Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. You know we've got these awesome affiliates uh, sprinkled around North America that do cool stuff and then share that information with you. And you might remember Sam Kachu. He's uh, he's Sam of the North. He's also enormously big, and he's a pretty big-sized farmer, especially considering that there's not as many farms in Quebec. I think the last time we had him on the air, he told me it's like 3% of the entire province is uh, agricultural land. 2%. 2% of the property in the entire province of Quebec is agricultural. Uh, lots of forests, lots of lakes, and uh, Sam shared with us his information. He farms, at, what is it, about 1,500 acres you farm up there? Yeah, 1,600 this year, yeah. 1,600 acres, and you are pretty close to the St. Lawrence Seaway, so you're not all that far into Quebec, because the further north you get in Quebec, the more rocks and trees, right? Yep, I'm 60 miles from Montreal. 60 miles from Montreal. All right, so Sam, what's happening in Canada? Uh, I want to hear about your operation. I want to hear what big learning uh, events you've had this year, but more important, let's start with the big one. I go out here, out on my farm in Indiana, uh, a month ago, and my eyes are burning. My eyes are burning because of all the smoke that you people are sending down here. Is this an act of war? Why did you do this to us? Because <laughs> it was too dry. It was too dry then. Uh, we had the really dry uh, see, uh, beginning of season. Yeah. And uh, way up north, because the wildfires were way up north from here, you know. They were about eight hours from here. Okay. A couple, couple hundred miles. Okay. So a couple hundred miles at least north of you is where the fires were. And I'm a couple hundred at least uh, more than probably about five or six hundred miles from you. And we and we smelled the smoke. What's it doing to what's it doing to Canada? What's it doing to the availability of stuff? Uh, what's it doing to the growing degree days? If it was that bad down here, did it, was it smoky up there? Just kind of give me the background on the on the fires and what it's done to you. Yeah, first of all, in Quebec there was twelve million acres affected by the wildfires, burned, so, burned or, burned, yeah, or damaged. Burned. Yeah, and it's ten times more than usual. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always some degree of forest fires. You get dry in the summer, and then you know dead trees become tender. Um, so, so twelve million acres impacted with fire, and that's ten times normal than a normal yep. season. Yeah, normally it's one point two million. Okay. So this year it's roughly twelve. And we're not, and we're not even necessarily done yet. Are we nope. thinking and more? The old the old Canada is roughly thirty million. Okay. Is there? Do we have them contained? Are they done? Did rains come and put them out? Yeah, yeah. Right now, the rains have contained. I think there's nine, nine fires still in effect in Quebec, so it's not huge. 
So if it's if I'm smelling it and it burns my eyes in Indiana, I can't imagine, you know, even though you're a few hundred miles away from it, it still impacts you. So what what did it do? Did it change anything about your practices? Has it changed uh, your cropping? We haven't seen the sun for a while. So our our crops haven't seen the sun. We haven't seen the sun. And we we have way more precipitation than usually also. Which yeah. is, I don't know if it's from the, all that smokes, because the smokes was like turning around, yeah. around us, and it was so high in the atmosphere, yeah, that it created for us that are southern Quebec, it created a lot of rain. So since June twenty fourth, our right here, we received twenty five inches of rain. So and since June, since June what? June twenty fourth. So in, since oh, by the way, to the listener, we are recording this here on August fourteenth. Uh, We're recording this on yes. August fourteenth. So you're talking less than two months, roughly yep. fifty, roughly fifty days. In the last fifty days, you've recorded twenty four inches of precipitation. Yep. And in, in a normal year, you probably a normal have, year for all the year. It's twenty nine. For yeah. So, so that's, and you, you wonder, yes, did the smoke trigger this? Did the heat, uh, sometimes, you know, we talk about heat trigger. Yeah, but it's been, it's not been that we had some heat, but not as usual. Like right now, it's only like 60 at night. Yeah. Okay. So, so we can say that, uh, the, the fires began because of dryness and clearly since June 24th, we've taken care of that. I'm surprised there's still any nine fires going, but it must not be in Quebec. Uh, no, they are in Quebec, but in between parallel 48 and 54. So they are really, really north. Very, very, very far north. Okay. Yep. So do you think when you go out and scout your fields right now, mid-August, uh, you know, yep. you're you're certainly a little behind me and you're a little behind, certainly, you know, down in Matt Miles is harvesting right now for yeah. crying out loud. So if you go out and scout your fields, do you think there's a noticeable impact? First off, boatloads of rain, almost too much. You start to worry about some root health. You start to worry about some rotting and, and probably a more propensity for fungus and rusts. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Uh, white mold, white mold is really huge in soybean on those years. So I, my fields have all been sprayed with the fungicide. So we'll see the next few weeks. Right now I have no pressure. I have seen, I have scouted them and I've not seen any pressure of white mold yet. But what is concerning is the corn. Corn is just finishing to pollinate it, and uh, there's no any yellow on any ears of corn. Right. So then the question becomes, uh, if you had to go out and treat, when you've had 24 inches of rain in 50 days, it's got to be too too wet for you to even go in with a spray rig. So it was really, it? really challenging. Are you spraying it or are you flying it on? We have no access to fly so we have to spray by air uh, ground rig. So there's no aerial applicators, or is it, no. is it because they're just not there, or because it's just uh, there's no plane, there's no plane at all here in the area. I don't know if on the south shore there is, but here locally there's not. There's two, I know two or three 
helicopters, yeah. but not more than that. And they are busy in the vegetables. Oh, yeah, right. So the stuff that's a little more high value. So, well, also, when you don't have that much farm ground, then there's probably not a lot of yeah. aerial applicators because it's not a big enough uh, business for them to exist. No, and I don't know if there's an issue with the environment also. Yeah. Right. So you think you're going to be okay. We talked about the white mold and you talked about, you know, treating with fungicide. Honestly, back to the roots thing. You said it's getting down to 60 at night. You've got all this water hanging around. If you did a root dig, would you start to see any kind of root issues because of this amount of cold and wet? That really what? Cooler and we, wet. What really helps us is that the beginning was dry. So the roots has been able to get a, a good establishment. Mm. So root-wise, we're not too bad, but with all the rain, the, the plants have made a lot more vegetation than usual. Okay. What about this, Sam? Um, it's hard enough to get employees. I think it's probably similar in Canada as to here. You know, oh, yeah. for, for three and a half years now, things have been messed up. Business is not still normal. Nope. You, know, you, you go to a store. I went to a store, like Best Buy, you know, like a big name store to buy some, you know, very common item shelves are empty i'm like what the hell's going on so then you throw in wildfires uh there's a little political tumult going on in quebec it seems to be uh is stuff is stuff screwy or is stuff getting more normal i mean what what's this whole summer been like um the stores it's not uh i'm not going to the store often but what will be a challenge will be the vegetables because uh -huh. we lost about 50% of the production in the field. Yep. So this winter, I I think the price of vegetables would go way higher than they are. Now. You'll be That's trucking, sure. you'll be trucking in more vegetables from Florida and Texas. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What about getting crop inputs? Was that distorted uh, this year? Uh, no, it was it was more hard last year than this year. Okay, but and the prices were maybe a little bit higher this year. Than, but okay, it, it it looks the same. And then what about like the employee issue? I mean, like if you deal with a ag retailer, is yeah. they do they have all the help that they need, or is it still kind of? Yeah, no, ag retailer it was hard was already they don't offer the same services as the past years okay so you're 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 still there's they still don't have enough manpower basically yeah no and on the farms also we have to we have to be creative sometimes to to make things happen yeah right 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 so uh, I'm talking to Sam of the North, by the way, and uh, you should keep up with his stuff. He's he's doing some cool things. So tell me about the the entire operation. You know, you're spraying. You've done fungicide. Things are yep. looking okay. You're not you're you're so, not having root problems. What's it, what's it look like? Um, I just begin uh, ten days ago to harvest my uh, barley, malting barley, and uh, quality wise, I will just receive a test uh, this afternoon. But quality wise, I look. Looks promising. Uh, roughly 70 bushel an acre. But it's high management. And some guys around here are talking about 25 to 30 bushel 
breaker on the normal manager. Okay, now tell me what this means. Uh, your barley, first off, you, you checked your barley. You think you're going to get 70 bushels per acre. By what I have harvested right now, yes. so far, my average is, is roughly 70. Okay, but why are the other people struggling and getting less than half of that? Uh, they don't do the, the, the seed. They go put the seed in the ground. They spray for an herbicide, and they came back with the combine. <laughs> so the reason they're getting less than half of what you is because they didn't work hard at the crop. For this year, with uh, the challenging year we have so far, uh, I management will really pay. Okay, I H. Now, what's what's that word you're saying? I management. Tells that will really. This year, I management will really pay over normal. Hi, management. Management. I management. It. management. All right. So I told you, sometimes I'm here to interpret my friend Sam Kutu. Barley. Where's your barley go? Is it for beer or is it for yeah. uh, or for animal food? Because I think that Kevin Matthews used to grow barley and it went to uh, animal food, I thought. Yeah. Mine is contracted for uh, malting for beer. So that's the reason also I... I manage it because I read uh, the price for the beer is really higher than for the feed. Yeah. So by by putting a lot of management to it, you get bigger yields. And then you are you allowed to sell uh, everything? You, are I, you allowed I to sell won't. everything you produce, or do you have a, a limit on what you can give what, what they'll buy? Uh, this year, this year, the, there's a new plan, a new plan for the malting barley. So they really needs it. So all the the quality, the good quality barley, they will they will take it. That's fantastic. You're gonna make money in your barley. How many of your sixteen hundred so. acres? How many how many acres of your sixteen hundred go to? Uh, two hundred twenty five. And do they go Labatt's? Uh, no, it's uh, I don't know where it will go. Which company is gonna buy? It's a it's a new plant, and they will distribute the. Wherever. Say, to, to all the to all the breweries okay yeah. so on your other acres uh which thing which thing has you the most concerned based on the crazy weather the hot and then the fires and then this deluge of rain for the last 50 days which crop you uh, think is the, the maturity of corn right now is concerning okay beans we have it's it's doing so much vegetation it's at least 10 to 12 inches higher than normal with all the rain we have, so yeah, we have to manage that. But we we're gonna need the the sun and eat, yeah. put some weight in those pots. Yeah. So you're thinking you're gonna have a low test weight situation on your corn? On uh, your corn, in our corn, if it continues like that, it will be a struggle. Yeah. You'll have better. low low test weight. Yeah. And it's not falling over though, right? Uh, no, we have, uh, with those big rain events, we have some big wind events, uh -huh. and uh, there's some corn that were laying flat on the ground. Not here, but 20 miles from here, there was corn that was flat on the ground. Right. Is there any salvaging that, or is that just a insurance or a bailout? Uh, yeah, the insurance, but it came back. This particular field is, was supposed to be a job for salvage. Dairy, dairy cows. Yes. So is, is there a way to get it off the ground? You can't. I mean, even for silage. Uh, it, it has came back up. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. They're going to build a chop silage off of it. Yeah. Got it. All right. So uh, all the other stuff now, uh, weather, weather aside, you went down to Kevin Matthews field day, which was very educational for you in North Carolina. What's the big takeaway that you uh, got from Kevin Matthews field day that you're going to bring back to your farm? Um, to manage, to manage right, but the, the good, the, the right inputs, the right time, the right time of applications, the fungicide also. Mm-hmm. Really, the, there was a there was a topic on that. It was yep, and then uh, talk about calcium. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, we, calcium. we've talked about we've talked about calcium a good bit, and uh, with the especially with the agro liquid folks, do you think you lack calcium in your situation? Yeah, I think so. I think so because I can I can produce some bigger soybean plants but to to keep the 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 branching Mm -hmm. yeah that's yeah they became especially this year the soybean plants are huge yes and they are beginning to fall down yeah, so Kelly, remember Kelly Garrett talks about that, and one of the, geez, probably my first few months of recording uh, Cutting the Curve podcast episodes with Kelly, he spoke about the need for plant growth regulators because he had vegetative growth on soybeans. The soybeans got to be six feet tall and then fell over, and so he says, you know, we, we missed out on probably, arguably, 25% of the crop because, you know, damage laying on the ground. So, you know, we've learned that too much vegetative growth is works against good yields. My soybean got two PGR on it. Yeah, you you yep. use two two doses of plant growth regulator, and you still have uh, soybeans that are foot. Uh, yeah, it's it's a field in particular. It's twenty acres, but the um, fertility in this field is really good. Yes, and with all the rain we have, yeah, the soybean just. All right. Biggest challenge this year besides the rain. Anything else that challenged you in the year 2023 between uh, uh, the beginning of the year was the, the manpower. The what? Manpower. Oh, you didn't have enough. You didn't have enough work. Yeah. Didn't have enough help. Yeah. To begin the season, it was was rough. Okay. War three. Okay. Yep. Okay. And then, what are you looking forward to most in the 2023? Big checks for the barley. I hope so. <laughs> Hey, it's okay. We we I know that most farmers still are afraid to admit that they make money, but we like making money around here at Extreme Ag. So uh, make we money have to, I, I have to make money. <laughs> That's right. You have to make money. So what else are you looking forward to this year? Uh the soybean will be really good, I think. If we can take it to if we keep them from falling over. Yeah, and to keep it in from a frost. Yeah. In September. That would be a disaster, but because well, if you get an early frost up there, you're saying before the beans are fully, I mean, it'll obviously dry them down and make it so they can harvest. You know, you start getting a couple of hard frost, but you're saying if it comes too early, you still miss out on pod fill or on weight. Yeah, on weight and pod fill also, because what is an early frost for us is like September 15. Mm-hmm. That would be way too early. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually October dances are date for the first okay. frost, yeah. but this year we will need a good 
too good month like September and October to be really hot. It would be, it would be nice. It could change the season. You know? Yeah. So if you if you can avoid an early frost before October first, you're probably still okay. Yeah. Like right now, nothing has nothing is done and nothing. Yeah. It's a gamble right now. Right. Uh, are you doing any experiments uh, for us? Is there anything that you've got going on or any new product or stuff that you now are starting yeah. to see how it worked out? Yeah, well, I haven't scaled my fields really for like 10 days, but I have a test. You haven't been in your fields for 10 days. What's going on here, Sam? I was in the combine and then I was in the U.S. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> So now I have a test with the Spray Tech. I tried uh, three different products with them, and I try uh, NutriCharge also. Okay, so, so you're, doing, you're doing some experiments with NutriCharge from Agrotech USA. The other one you said you're doing some experiments with are Spray Tech. Spray Tech, and yep. that's the the stuff that's it's their product is uh it's an adjuvant. It's a yep. drift control agent. It's uh, a surfactant. It's uh, it's it's. I have uh, I have the adjuvant, just full tech. Uh -huh. I have a boron max. A boron product. Yeah. Yep. And I have uh, the cube. What's that? The cube. Yeah, that's got. Isn't that like like three three things it does? That's a plant uh, plant health. Plant health, plant health product, right? Yep. Got it. So that's kind of cool. So, are you seeing anything that excites you? Uh, Chad is just coming this this Wednesday for a field day in Quebec. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna go check that with him. Yep. Yeah. Do you think the customs people are going to be nice to him because your Canadian customs people are usually kind of difficult to deal with, and and he he talks funny Southern talk. You think he's? Gonna yeah. Well, there? I just hope they will understand him. Yeah, I was going to say, you got French-speaking people bringing <laughs> in Southern-talking people. I don't know if that's going to work. <laughs> yeah, it will work. All right, so you've got a field day coming up here in a couple of days at your place. Uh, no, it's not on my place. It's a friend's farm on the South Shore. Okay. Do you do you farm it, or it's your friend that owns it and farms it? No, no, no. He, he do it on his farm. I don't farm any any. So you're gonna go down there. Are you? Do you have a role? You gonna be talking to anybody about any of these products you're trialing? Uh, I'm not supposed to talk, but we'll see. <laughs> you're not <laughs> supposed to. All right. So get me out of here, Sam of the North. We checked in to see what's going up in Canada. What? Uh, what? What else did I not ask you about that you think is important for us to know? It's your, oh, I think you're a guy. You're our guy with his finger on the pulse of Eastern uh, Eastern Canada. Yeah. <laughs> No, there's uh, we with all the rain we have, we that sums all about the season right now. Yeah, it's really you know it's the the atmosphere and the farm community is not good right now. You know, with all the fields that are mm -hmm. that are abandoned, and you no, know, it's it's not it's not a good feeling. Yeah, right. So the environment, the 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 feel of the mood, the mood of uh, of your area in Quebec is uh, not very good. So you're kind of in a better mood because you've got this barley stuff coming. So you're going to end up making money on barley and yeah. So you got to pretend that you're upset, but also really behind the scenes, you're actually uh, celebrating. Yeah, but you know, we're not a lot of people that are managing our things 
hard. And we are looking, we are, people are looking strange at us. Why do you do this? Why do you do that? We are, I'm really challenged by people and they, they look at weird at me, you know, but it, it really, it looks like it really pays good, you know? Yeah. So you've got people that are looking at you because you're doing high levels of management. You're doing intensive agriculture. You're doing stuff like uh weed extreme ag talk about all the time, maximizing, you know, every acre and, and, uh, you know, taking that last pass and some of your neighbors are watching you and saying, this guy's, this guy's kind of out there, but you know what? That's okay. Remember didn't Kelly put on like, put anhydrous on soybeans in the fall once and people thought what the hell is this guy doing so you know you gotta try some crazy stuff once in a while to see if you're doing right you have to think outside the box there you go so you're doing it i'm I'm glad to hear it so uh, you're applying some of the stuff you've learned here i wanted to check in i want to check in again when we get to past harvest i want to hear how everything went and whether you're able to to roll you're you just were combining barley uh and yeah, then, so now what's your next step it will be barley oats uh, wheat all together and then in the two to three weeks it will be um canola because i'm harvesting some uh custom custom harvesting some canola mm-hmm. roughly 700 acres and then uh yeah you don't produce it you're just harvesting oh no, i'm okay. just harvesting it yeah uh-huh. it's a bit it's a one hour north of here yes i don't i I don't know if I I may try it on my farm one of those years. You might try some canola. All right, so yeah. you've got you get through your cereal crops, your oats, your wheat, and your barley here coming up, and then you go and do some custom work on canola. Nope. Quebec's not really much of a canola producer compared to no. the provinces, nope. right? Like I told you uh, before, it's a good rotation for this guy for potato, so it breaks the disease and insects okay so canola in your part of the world is more of a rotation to get rid of uh disease uh pests uh potato pests uh on a rotation and then from uh, from getting done with the canola then you twiddle your thumbs for a week or two and then it's time to uh we think maybe roll roll soybeans yeah i will custom i will be custom harvesting some beans around september 15 because i got a friend that's taking the the opportunity that I'm an hour north of here and yeah. get some fields. So he always plant early maturity beans. Yeah. So right after the canola, it's been it will be the fourth year we do that. I go and harvest like eight hundred acre of beans for him, and then I came back here that and did. I do my stuff here. Yeah. Wow. All right, I'm going to check in with you uh, somewhere around post-harvest. I want to hear how all this shakes out and uh, and let you gloat a little bit about all the money you made. But no, when you're working hard and you're trying new stuff, it's it's fitting that you would be getting bigger. Yeah. I, I think it's a good testament. You're talking about you're doing more than double the amount of barley that some of the people down the road are. And as you said, because the yields are poor, the facility it says bring all you can and they're bid- and the bidding the price up. This is an opportunity. Yep. Oh, yeah. And this year is a year like that. Yeah. You created your own opportunity, quite frankly. All right. His name is Sam Kachu. That's C-O-U-T-U. I think I get it roughly close to being accurate when I say Kachu. I mean, Kachu. 
See, I don't know French, but I do the best I can. All right, so his name's Sam Kachu. My name's Damian Mason. You have been listening to Extreme Eyes Cutting the Curve. Remember, we've got hundreds of episodes like this. Cool information, insights, interviews with the guys doing interesting stuff, and we want you to share this. So share this with anybody that's in the business of agriculture that can learn from this. You know, at ExtremeAg.farm, hundreds of videos that these guys shoot on their farms, plus the stuff with Cutting the Curve. It's also available on Acres TV if you want to watch the video. So all over the place. Share it. Enjoy it. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Sam. Bye. Until next time. Thanks for listening to another edition of Cutting the Curve. For more insights and information that you can apply to your farming operation, visit ExtremeAg.farm. Are your crops stressed out? Ag Explorer has you covered with a full line of products designed to reduce crop stress and improve yields. Check out agexplore.com and start protecting your yields and profits.